Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast, a bonus edition given the craziness of this week and Friday overall. With the news that Washington's game versus Philadelphia was moved to 7 p.m. Tuesday, I want to at least talk a few minutes about what this means for Washington and things that I know and how this impacts player availability. Before I get going, I did talk with ESPN's Eagles reporter Tim McManus for a podcast that came out Thursday night. Nothing really changes from their end. If you want to learn about the Eagles, listen to that podcast. One note, um, this does actually probably help Jalen Hurts because he's been dealing with an ankle injury, so it could help him out. Um, anyway, within that, in that podcast, there was a short prediction for me, which did not include them changing the game. Why? Because the NFL was adamant it wouldn't do so. But it appears the NFLPA was able to get them to move the game off Sunday for medical concerns. Of course, the Browns and Raiders game was moved. The Seahawks Rams were moved as well. As of Friday afternoon, Washington had 23 players on the COVID list. Taylor Heineke, of course, went on it Friday. Keith Ishmael came off it. He had had a false positive. So here's my take on the situation. There's no guarantee that a lot of the players will be back in time to play Tuesday. Again, 23 is a lot. But there is a major sense of relief among the coaching staff, and now they believe they have a real shot to win this game. Clearly, they were hoping they could go out there and compete, but now you have now you should be getting guys back that can help you definitely compete, and that's important. Had the game remained Sunday, I think there might have been six or so players who would have come off the list, not all guaranteed. That would have been James Smith-Williams, John Allen, Casey Tuhill, Montez Sweat, Cam Sims, probably Tim Settle, maybe Kyle Allen. So that would have impacted the game in a positive way because it would get its defensive line back. And I know that if fully healthy or mostly healthy, Washington absolutely likes this matchup because its strength is stopping the run, and that is what the Eagles do best. If all those guys can come back, Washington can use that five-man front it likes to use against teams like the Eagles. Now, who else might return if they play Tuesday? Again, perhaps Kyle Allen, which would give them an experienced starting quarterback who has been in this system a while. The Eagles the Eagles um, have a really good defense, so it's going to be an issue no matter who plays quarterback. It would be good for them to have Kyle Allen because if not, I don't think Heineke is going to be back. I think Allen has a better chance of coming back, I should say. And otherwise, then you're looking at highly inexperienced quarterbacks, whether it's Garrett Gilbert, Kyle Shermer, Jordan Tiamu, whatever. Anyway, having it on Tuesday almost definitely ensures that receiver Terry McLaurin will be ready. Now, Ron Rivera said Friday before the postponement that he was highly optimistic about McLaurin's chances for Sunday. He was less optimistic about J.D. McKissick for a Sunday game. He said he, Rivera said he was hopeful, but he was almost definite when talking about McLaurin being cleared and ready. He was much less so talking about McKissick. However, with it being moved to Tuesday, there is some hope that both McKissick and Curtis Samuel could return for Tuesday. Samuel has a hamstring injury. He would have been ruled out for Sunday. Now he's got a chance, I think. Having said that, McKissick is by far the more impactful player because Samuel hasn't done really anything this year, of course, as you know. Then you get those D linemen back and one of their quarterbacks, then that gives them a competitive chance to win this game. Not having Kendall Fuller is a big miss. But the Eagles with Jalen Hurts are not a great team at throwing the ball. 
They don't have a ton of weapons in the pass game. Devontae Smith, very good. Uh, but so I think the secondary would be okay. They can use Bobby McCain in the slot. Remember, he played corner before in Miami. When you're in those three safety looks, it gives them some versatility. They can also use DeShazer Everett if they want a big three safety look to stop the run, because I don't think Cam Curl is one of those guys that they're expecting back. So, but you do have guys like the one thing that's a benefit for them is this is experience depth when it comes to Everett. And even Jeremy Reeves at least has experience and he's a smart player. He's a small guy, but he's a smart player. And so I think this is a place where you're not having to throw out a rookie out there. You're putting in guys who have played, and both those guys played well for them when they were in there last year, and they know these players. That's key. They know these guys, so they know what they can do. And when you have the running quarterback, if you can put in a guy like Everett and some of those big safety, big three safety looks, that will be helpful. I don't think Fuller would be back if this game is Tuesday. He was among the small minority of unvaxxed players. For those wondering, I was told Heineke was vaccinated. Conceivably, he could return as well, provided he tests negative twice in one day or if his viral load falls below a certain threshold. This is where we're at with the NFL and, and society right now. The vibe I've gotten early, again, is that Kyle Allen has a better shot of playing. However, in these situations, who the hell really knows? Again, the Eagles have a solid D, both against the run and the pass. They're ninth in yards allowed per game overall. But Washington, if nothing else changes and they get Allen or Heineke back, should be okay to be competitive. Then you, by and large, have your group together. The offensive line is on its fifth center, John Toth, and Brandon Sheriff has taken some snaps there this week. But every other day one starter is in place. So that's Sam Cosme, believe, will be back. Brandon Sheriff at right guard. Eric Flowers at left guard, Charles Leno at left tackle. And there's a chance that Cornelius Lucas could be back as well, which would provide more insurance and, more importantly, depth. One of the things the staff has been over the last 18 months is flexible and adaptable. Just about everything the NFL staff has had to be because it's been so many crazy things. But this group was new, had to adapt to three starting quarterbacks last year, including a guy coming off a miraculous comeback that they didn't even know if he could play, not to mention they had a coach with cancer. I like how the messaging has stayed the same with the coaches and Ron Rivera from when they were two and six to now. You didn't really see him lose his cool with things or deviate, more importantly, from what he felt they needed to do. Just like last year, he felt like if you could get to a certain point, they could have a good finish. He felt like this team was better and they liked some of the signs they saw early. It was just hard to see it overall. Um, but that's why he was able to stay on, on his message. And that consistent messaging, I do think, has helped. I like how players and coaches just seem to roll with it, at least publicly. Listen, if I'm a coach behind closed doors, I'm pulling my hair out. You can't let the players and the public see that, though. And it's funny because on Washington Football Showtime, which airs Sunday morning at 7.30 on NBC4 in Washington, I was asked by J.P. JP Finley about Washington's ability to stay focused during this time. Would it be hard? I actually think it's easier for them than Philly. Sometimes when a lot of guys are out, if I'm the coach of the other team, I have to work to remind them, hey, nothing is guaranteed. These guys are pros too. When the inclination for some of these players is like, oh, so all these guys are out, we're going to roll. And do you prepare as much? Do you, are you mentally as ready? Certainly a lot of guys will be, but not all. I'd be nervous about that if I were the Eagles. For Washington, you conceivably have a number of players getting a real opportunity. I would not worry, for example, about the focus of a guy like Jeremy Reeves. Going back to quarterback, it helps that if those guys can't play, they at least have one quarterback who has started a game 
in Garrett Gilbert. It's not a lot, folks. Keep in mind, he was at least in Dallas for a couple weeks before he started last year. They did nearly beat Pittsburgh in his start. Um, the question is, how do you craft a game plan when you're unsure of who's going to be the quarterback? I asked uh, Turner about that on Thursday, and basically they'll have a plan and adjust and tweak it depending on the quarter on who is the quarterback. Eventually, you come up with a plan, and then you can go down a couple different. You have a couple different scenarios depending. The good thing for Washington is that it does know Gilbert, having coached him two years for two years in Carolina, just like they knew Taylor Heineke and what he could do. The difference, of course, is that Heineke was here for a few weeks. Well, Gilbert will only be here for a few days, if he has to play, that is. He's considered a savvy, smart player. He did do well enough in his start for Dallas, considering he had barely practiced with them. I talked to one person there who wondered if he was sometimes afraid to cut it loose at times. But that clearly can stem from inexperience. When you haven't played, you know, sometimes you just you want to be hesitant, you're going to be hesitant. And to be honest, in this game, it's going to be about vo- avoiding turnovers, if that is he's forced to play. Let's go back to the D-line for a minute. It would be a huge for them to get their starting group back and possibly Montez Sweat. There was a chance he could have been cleared Saturday night and played Sunday. Against a running quarterback such as Jalen Hurts, his return would be huge. To have an athletic end on the outside against those zone reads is major. Of course, we don't know how effective Sweat would be or even if he can play, a, if he, could he just play a few snaps a quarter? If he does, that probably is a bonus. Coaches say he's been working out but there's still the reality of him not having played in a game since October 31st, and certainly he hasn't been practicing. But just getting Tuhill and Smith-Williams back would be a bonus. Keep in mind, the more those guys return, the more guys that guys like Shaka Tony can be used on special teams also, where they can be a big help. When you start losing starters and pushing others up, your special teams then take a beating because there's no continuity whatsoever. And I do like Shaka Tony. I think those. I think he's going to be fine in this kind of a game because, again, I think he's got some athleticism on the edge, and that would work against Jalen Hurts. I wouldn't blame the Eagles for being upset about this game being moved. I'd be upset too. They're ready to play, and the team they're facing is the one with the issues. It's not a two-sided issues here. When it's a game for playoff positioning, you want to play it when it's scheduled, of course. This could help Washington, no doubt. Then again, the schedule makers did Washington no favors with the last three weeks. Monday night game followed by a West Coast trip against a well-rested Raiders team. They'd played on Thanksgiving at 10 10 days in between games, followed by a game at home against Dallas, also coming off a Thursday night game the previous week. So another 10-day break, followed by facing a team coming off a bye. And it's incorrect to say that Washington has been doing things wrong. Nearly all their players were vaccinated, except for some high-profile ones. One, of course, was Sweat. Another was Kendall Fuller. Clearly in August, they had issues. That changed. My understanding is that this outbreak did not originate with Sweat. Of course, I can't prove that. I'm just relaying what I had been told last week before all this took off. I don't know if that's factually or correct or not, but he's been in he's been rehabbing his um, from his injury, so he's not always in the building with guys. But almost all these players have been vaxxed. Most were not report, or a lot of them were not reporting symptoms. It's a crazy situation. Not only is Washington not the only team facing this. It's all this is also happening in society. And it would, and if it were mostly unvaxxed players, I don't think there's any way the NFL would reschedule this game. I, I just I think that's partly why they are going to do this, is because a lot of these guys are vaxxed. But that's also why they started tweaking those protocols to give those guys who have who have been vaccinated, who are asymptomatic, and their viral and their their viral counts are lower, gives them a chance to return, even if they still tested positive. So there's a lot of floating scenarios, and this thing could all change by the time Monday rolls around. Meanwhile, 
Washington will now practice Saturday and Sunday. We'll have more updates throughout the day from those from those workouts. So we'll see. I also think if Washington manages to pull this game off, it's going to make for one hell of a bitter rematch at FedEx Field two weeks later. Bring your pepper spray. Anyway, that's it from me. That's the bonus podcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And, you know, I'll be back with another episode Tuesday night after the game. We'll see. Talk to you next time.